This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the home stretch here, the final segment of the show. Ah, uh, yes, you're with the two gentlemen that you want to spend your New Year's with, right? New Year's Eve. Come on, it's coming up this weekend. The Raiders play on New Year's Eve. Are you going to be able to pop the cork and celebrate another win? I think you are, but we'll get to that in a second. Scott Branson with you, along with Mo Moten, my co-host. He is a senior NFL writer at Bleacher Report. Also, Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can also catch my work at sportsnot.com. Follow Mo on the X. I gotta say that really long. Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. Also, make sure you subscribe to the exclusive website, Midtown Mo, where he will have, <laughs> he does virtual dates. He will sit and have a drink with you. Avocado smile. I'm just kidding. But I keep getting sent this McDonald's thing, this this Mo, this what's it called? Uptown Mo. Have you seen this thing? This character? I haven't I haven't seen it. There is, and you know, because I'm 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 much more your elder, um, McDonald's <laughs> has they have these these happy meals that are, I guess, from from current artists, right? Like uh, music artists, some of them more hip hop related, and I'm not a big hip hop guy, I'm classic hip guy. Uh, it is, what is this? It is the Kerwin Frost box. I don't even know who Kerwin Frost is. Do you know who Kerwin Frost is? Name doesn't ring a bell to me. Okay, good. So you don't know. But anyway, they have these characters. They're chicken nuggets. And there is a chicken nugget character. These people keep sending me this. I got to send this to you, Mo. I will I will flash it up on the screen when I get a chance. But it's it, but the little character, the chicken nuggets called, called Uptown Mo. I think really? they listen to the show and they ripped us off, man. I think we got to get our lawyers to call them and say, "Listen, Midtown Mo is, you know, is 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 a guy is something that that you can't use." I know there's You know what's Uptown. funny? Here, let me see. Here it you is. You know what's funny? The you Uptown know what's funny, Mo 3D backpack. I'm going to Here, let me I'm going to put this up on the screen for those of you watching on Oh, by the way, if you don't subscribe to the show, please do so wherever you get your audio. Just hit Silver and Black today, subscribe and put on the auto download. But also we have the, the Uptown Mo 3D backpack, by the way, is is a hundred dollars. These little these little McDonald's things, dude. They're huge. I don't know, I don't know what is going on in the world with this stuff. I just don't I don't understand how why people pay that kind of money. But then again, I'm also like not a sneakerhead. And so those of you who because I know we have a lot of sneakerheads who listen to us, and I, I just don't get paying that much money for shoes. But that's just me. So, okay. Let's um Scott, you know what's funny? Kermit Frost is actually from New York City, he's from the Soho area. Oh, okay, is he an artist? And I and I yeah, he's an artist from, from he's actually from my neck of the woods and I have not heard of him. Okay. <laughs> and so that goes go. to okay. show you how big New York City is. 
So, so here, if you, I'm going to put this up on the screen, Mo. You ready? Here we go. Let me put this up mm -hmm. on so the people on the, there it is. It's the Uptown Mo 3D backpack. So that's Uptown Mo. He's got angry eyebrows. <laughs> He's got the subway. You see that? Yeah, I see that. He's orange though. Oh, so man. like, like I, 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 I'm going to challenge somebody out there. Cause I know we have somebody out there who's a graphic artist. Somebody out there who who could could do a better up uh, midtown mo version of this, please do so. Yes. Yes. With a, with, with a with a snapback or a fitted cap. Yes. So there and you go. Beard. But but this whole this whole mo thing is like gaining steam anyway. So there you go. That's the the uptown mo. I keep, I, getting, I keep getting this. Does mo have one of these? Does mo have one of these? I said I don't think he eats McDonald's, but I I could be wrong. So I I don't. Yeah. I haven't, so I haven't eaten go. McDonald's in, in years. <laughs> there, you there you go. I just get Coke yeah. at McDonald's because they, you know, the story with McDonald's Coke, right? What's McDonald's Coke is the original recipe and they, and it's pumped in the fountains with, with metal pipes. Most people have oh, plastic gosh. pipes. So McDonald's Coke tastes better than Coke on the fountain anywhere you get it. If you drink Coke. So there you go. I, I know a person with a, I know a person with a Sprite habit and they're trying to kick the Sprite habit. I, I, I've i gone away from drinking soda, period. But I guess if I'm going to have a soda, I have to go to McDonald's and get their Coke. I Do you know what I do? I do one large Coke a week. And that I, I try not to do it too because soda is the worst for you. And for me at my age, trying to shed some pounds, which of course it's the holidays, which is ridiculous, but try to shed some pounds. Like soda's the worst. Even diet soda is terrible for it. it. tricks your brain into thinking that you're getting sugar. So then you crave more sugar. So mm -hmm. if you're going to drink it, you might as well drink the leaded stuff and just have, you know, limit yourself. That's, so that's what I try to do. All right. But what the Raiders can't do is limit their scoring, Mo, in Indianapolis. You look at this game <laughs> as we jump right in uh, after our nonsense. Thanks for being with us. we got about five minutes left in the show, so I'm trying to get it all in. Um, but I think the offense can get back on track here. Listen, this, this Colts defense, if you look at it, Mo, they are 27th in scoring, so, so they don't do a lot of scoring. They're 25th overall. They've been giving up a lot of yards recently. Um, they're re they're reeling. I mean, there's no other way to put it. This this Colts team was staying in the playoff race. Technically, still are thanks to their offense, thanks to Gardner Minshew doing a little bit of his magic with his mustache, all that jazz. But if you look at this Colts team, if you're going to get right on offense, to me, the Raiders have to do a couple things. Number one is I think you got to get if Josh Jacobs is back, great. If he's not, Zamir White, Abdullah, you got to get the running backs involved. Not only early, but you need to get them involved in the passing game. The, the Colts have been very susceptible to play action, especially passes out of the backfield, as I've watched uh, some highlights over the last few days. And so I think this is a great opportunity for Bo Hardegree to be very aggressive, to go downfield more, uh, and to uncork it a little bit against this indie team, and to do it quick so you get off to a fast start and try to put your foot, as Antonio Pierce would say, on their throat and do it early. There will be holes in Gus Bradley's cover three defense. The Raiders have to find <laughs> we know holes that. in that in that zone coverage. But it, it's <clears throat> the Colts, you know, as you said, their defense has tapered off. They've allowed 28 plus points in three of the last four games, and they've only been able, uh, able to score, excuse me, 14 points at most in two of their last three. So they're on the downslope right now. The Raiders are 
on the upswing. So let's see if the Reds can continue that momentum. I still think it's going to be a close game simply because we'll see what the status of Michael Pittman Jr. is. He did not play last game. He was in the concussion protocol, came out, he cleared concussion protocol, and then went back into concussion protocol a couple of days before the Colts game against the Falcons because he was experiencing symptoms of, I guess, whiplash. So we'll see if he plays. The main thing for the Raiders is they're going to have to stop Jonathan Taylor. Now, I will say the Raiders' run defense has Very played a lot better than it did in the first half of the season. They haven't let a ton of running backs run for a bunch of yards as they did early in the first half of the of the campaign. But Jonathan Taylor is the, the number one priority is to stop him. If you don't let Jonathan Taylor take over the game, you have a good shot of winning, even if Michael Pittman plays. Because as we know, the Raiders' pass defense has been pretty good. And the other thing is you can't guard a Minshew, even going back to his Washington State days under the late Mike Leach. He is used to throwing the ball a ton. So if he has to throw the ball 40 times, he will. So the Raiders have to be ready for that as well. But I I think the Raiders match up pretty well against the Colts. I will say on my Bleach Report staff, you know, I do the picks every Thursday. Five out of seven of my colleagues including myself, picked the Raiders to win. I'll reveal my score in a moment. But uh, I, I think I was a little surprised that the that the Colts were favored by three in this one. I think it should have been minus two or, or basically a pick game because to me, yeah. these teams are equals. And as I said, the way, to, the way the Raiders are trending and the way the Colts are trending, it should be an even matchup. It should be. And I, I think a couple things again. I think you look at you look at the lines and when you look at the lines, remember, this is about money. This is about betting. And so mm-hmm. I think I think when you look at the odds makers, even though the Raiders look so good against the Chiefs, they're still they still don't believe it enough. Like they're they're we talked about it last segment that what's wrong with the Chiefs? So the Raiders aren't getting the credit. So to me, there's value there. Yeah, you know, I I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll bet the Raiders outright I, I, on the money line because I think I think they win mm-hmm. the game. I think you're right. I think it's close. My score range is going to be 21 to 17 somewhere around there. It's not going to be an overly. I don't I don't think the Colts will. I don't think the Raiders will put up the 28 points that the the Colts have been giving up lately. Just because the Raiders' offense has been so inconsistent, I can't I can't go there. I just can't do that using my head. Right. But. Right. They can score three touchdowns. I think they can win the game with the defense playing well. But you're right. It's going to be a track meet for the defensive backfield. The linebackers are going to have to be swarming just like they did in Kansas City to, to keep Minshew contained and to watch that pass. And if Pittman plays, it's a different a different game because he just makes them so much better there. The other thing, Mo, and I want to get your comments on this too as we wrap up, <clears throat> is the fact that coming off a game like you had in Kansas City, there's always, always a concern about a letdown. I know the Raiders are playing for the playoffs. I know Antonio Pierce is a master um, um, mentor and motivator. Motivator. Thank you. I was trying to spit it Mm -hmm. out. Motivator. (laughs) But man, you think these guys, they get paid millions of dollars and all that stuff, but you see it all the time where they win a big emotional game and then the next game they come out flat. Now, a lot of this is going to be very important. You thought the game in Kansas City was very important for Antonio Pierce's candidacy. And again, I, th- I still think he gets the job, but this is a big game for me watching him because I want to see if this team comes out ready to play like they did against Kansas City, boy, it's going to be undeniable. If they come out really flat like they did against Minnesota, I- I'm going to have a little more questions than I might have. 
What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's interesting because I think of all the people that won't let the Raiders take their foot off the gas pedal would be Antonio Pierce. I go back right. to that halftime interview he had with, I believe, Tracy Wilson. Yes. And she asked him about, you know, how do you keep this going? And he's like, hand on the throat and squeeze. Got to squeeze. Keep squeezing. Can't <laughs> can't let up. I and I, and I, as I said, I, I think Antonio Pierce, that's, and that's the motivational factor that plays into being a head coach in the league of the locker room. You can't let your players be complacent. I think Dan Campbell also said this after the Lions won the NFC North title, that we can't be complacent because we could still win the number one overall seed in the NFC. Well, the Raiders did beat the Chiefs, their biggest win of the season, but they could still get into the playoffs. So there's still a lot to play for. So you can't take your foot off the gas pedal. I don't think they will, but you turn around on a short week, an emotional game of, you know, with a division rival and then you're going east on East Coast time. That's my concern. How are the Raiders going to play going into another time zone coming off of an emotional game with the division rival? That'll be something to watch. I, again, I don't think we'll see a drop-off because there's so much still to play for. The players still understand it. Antonio Pierce, his resume, as he said, is on, is on the grass. Playoffs are still at stake. That They're back in the discussion. And guys are still playing for jobs. I even think we'll see Josh Jacobs back because Antonio Pierce said that while he thought Josh Jacobs would play, they decided it was best that he stay out. I think Josh Jacobs looks at Zamir White's performances over the last two <laughs> weeks and says, I better get back on the field and get my stats up because, yes. you know, I, I'm being looked at as being replaceable now all of a sudden. So yes. I think they get Colton Miller back. He was able to play at the end of the last game against the Chiefs. I think they get Josh Jacobs back, and I think they still have that energy to carry them over to win the football game. Right. And I do think, I do think, uh, listen, I want to see Michael Mayer back too. We don't know yet yeah. for sure if he's coming back. I, I think it looks good, but they need him back too. You saw they had a practice. I mean, they won with a pra- practice squad tight end. So <laughs> it, it adds him, another yeah. dimension, especially against that Colts defense that's susceptible to the the kind of medium pass. So to me, if you mm-hmm. can get Michael Mayer in there, it'll be, it'll be a nice one. So we'll see. So you're, I, I'm picking the Raiders. I'm saying 21, 17. What do you got, Mo? I, I wrote on the Bleacher Report piece 23-21. I think uh, it's close late, and Daniel Carlson brings it home with a field goal to seal it for the Raiders, and they get back to 8-8. Eight and eight. There you go. Listen to that. And they would they would get to my ceiling for them this season. I said the ceiling was 8. I said 7, but I said ceiling 8. So they would get to that, which, mm-hmm. is, which is a good sign, and, and you got to appreciate that very much. Uh, Mo, I know you have a, a new piece up on Sports Knot today, so people go read that. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you're going to have your Bleacher Report live after the game, correct? After the game, after the Colts-Raiders game, regardless of what happens. If the, if the Raiders win, we'll talk a lot of playoffs. If the Raiders lose, as I said in the last show, we'll talk about who stays and who goes next year and what happens to Antonio Pierce's resume. Is there any effect on it because of the loss? We'll talk about it all there. I also want to give a quick shout out to Phil Robertson of Unfiltered Truth. He called the Raiders defense the Desert Swarm. I like that nickname. Very good. Uh, for the defense. He's very, very good at coming up with nicknames for things. I think the Desert Swarm, being that they're in Las Vegas, yes. and they now have a swarming pass rush, I think that certainly fits. Very good. 
all credit to him. I hope he's trademarking mm-hmm. it. Um, yep. so there you go. So we'll have that. Also, we'll have our silver and black today live after the game as well. Uh, myself and Murph, Murph. Uh, getting ready for a big new year's Eve party. Right. So we'll be, uh, I don't think I'll tuxedo it, but maybe I'll dress up a little bit for everybody or I'll do something goofy. I'll wear something. Oh, goofy. It'll be fun. Look at that. Yeah. We'll have some fun. Look at that. You know? What the heck? It'll be new year's Eve. I won't drink as much as I did on Raiders fan radio, but <laughs> for those of you guys, I, I just love Mo's tweet. He's like, my partner is fried, and I was. Yes. Man. Those guys, yes, I those guys were were feeding such great hosts. I know I've said that before, but such great stuff. And dude, I am not like like I make fun of people who drink those white claw things, but Actually, those seltzer things because like it's like yeah yeah, yeah come on I'm I have I'm a male I don't drink white, but Michelle kept giving me the stuff and then it made me do this banana shot. I was like oh my goodness these they are such great folks and the the charity work they do for the One Nation Foundation by the way. Such good. I can't wait to get back down there, and and we're we're trying to we're trying to plan an evil plot to make sure we get Mo there next time. So we'll see we'll see if we can an evil plot, evil plot to get you out of New York City and get you to Tennessee of all places, I mean, of all get places. You, get you down there, yeah, absolutely. National. Uh, your roots are in the South anyway. Your family's from the South, not quite Tennessee. That's more mm-hmm. Mid South, but you know, you feel yeah. at home there, South Carolina, That's Carolinas. Right. That's right. I'm used right, to the man. South. You know, I, I used to frequently before I became a, a monk writer, a monk <laughs> national writer, <laughs> I used to take frequent visits to the South. I actually like the South, not more than uh, the weather up here in the Northeast. I'm not a hot weather guy. Yeah. Uh, the South can get very swampy and humidity can be at an all time high. Yes. But I, I actually enjoy the slow pace of the South. I do, too. And, and I know it gets a bad rap because of the history, clearly, um, going back to the Civil War. But, man, I always find people are so nice. I don't care what background they come from. I just feel a hospitality every time I'm down there. Uh, and and so so I, I agree with you. It's always fun. To do. And I got to get down there. I want to get down there with the kids down in South Carolina. I love South Carolina. Great, great places uh, down there to enjoy, mm-hmm. whether it's like Hilton Head, whether you get down to Charleston. Charleston's just an amazing place as well yeah absolutely good stuff Mm -hmm. man all right there you go Mm -hmm. well there's your geography lesson for the day Uh, (laughs) all right so you can catch uh that work make sure you read mo's piece up i just had a piece run too on the raiders defense so check that out up on sportsnot.com as well so mo and i are there to guide you through your raider fandom with great great journalism as our monk writers and it's funny mo now that i'm i'm back in the game full-time and i'm writing full-time and doing videos also same thing, dude. I, I was telling my wife the other day, I went out, I think I had to run out to the store and grab something. I said, I just realized the first time I've left the house in four days. <laughs> you know? Exactly. The dog. Really quick, Scott. I tell people all the time, there are periods where I don't leave. I don't go outside for three days simply yes. because I'm, I'm working on stuff. And I'm like, holy cow, I haven't been outside in like three, four days. It, yes. it happens. When you, when you have the type of job that we have, that's, that's, part of the norm yeah and i think more people too with working from home are going through that no matter what the business they're in. i don't care if they're an insurance agent their customer service folks lawyer whatever there are a lot of people working at home and so you go through the same thing and like right now i don't mind telling you i'm, I'm doing the show in my pajama pants i mean it's just like i don't why would i do anything else i, I mean i could I, should i show people i got my my uh my peanuts christmas uh, fuzzy. peanuts pajama pants yes, yes. My kids took care of Mo and I both have an affinity for peanuts. 
And yes. my kids, of course, they got me peanut socks this year. They got me another <laughs> coffee mug. I used it on the last show. So I loved it. And of course, I watched the Christmas special like five times. So that's the way it is. I think if you find people who like peanuts, you know you're talking to a good person. Plain and simple. Absolutely. And by just to just full disclosure, I, I you know, I do the show on basketball shorts and croc slides. So there you go. <laughs> I do that my too attire. sometimes. My studio in the wintertime gets a little colder. So <laughs> that's why you'll see me with more sweatshirts on usually. Today I got just a t-shirt on, but you know, hey. Anyway. All right, so there you go. Mo and I both have the Raiders going to Indy and winning this game, keeping their playoff hopes alive. Forget playoff hopes. They could win the AFC West if they win two in a row and the Chiefs lose two in a row. We'll see what happens. Anything Let's go Jake Browning and Easton Stick. Jake Browning and Easton Stick. Let's Boy, go. You, can you imagine that the last week of the season? And and then people are going to give me crap about growing up a Charger fan when they're going to be rooting <laughs> yes. for the Chargers the last week. <laughs> yeah. Like, Scott, you were waiting for this moment, weren't you, to cheer for the Chargers? Have a reason to cheer for the Chargers. Yeah, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Crazy. All good stuff. All right. So there you go. We will be back uh, next week, of course, with another full round of shows as we head into the final week of the NFL season, perhaps. We'll see what happens for the Raiders this week and for the rest of the AFC. Just a crazy bloodbath, but we're having fun here. Mo, enjoy your weekend as we get towards the end of the NFL season when our schedules kind of change as we get through the playoffs. But we'll uh, we'll be here to talk all about it. Take care, my man. Take care and pop some bubbly for me with Murph, if you can, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, if the Raiders beat the Colts. I will. But forget that. I'm going to FaceTime you too, man. Wish you a happy new year. I don't care what you're doing. We're going to, we're going to get you. I'm writing. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm busting in. I'm busting in virtually. I'm coming in the front door. <laughs> new York City. I'll watch the ball drop from your apartment. I know it's too far. But anyway. <laughs> you are Midtown Mo. I mean, you got to have the ball, right? All right. Yeah, uh, for our producer, Mike Rabier, and for Momot and I, Scott Cobrides, and this has been Silver and Black today. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio. And we'll be back next week here on The Bet on the radio as well in Las Vegas. Everyone have a very safe and sane Happy New Year. Make sure that if you do enjoy yourselves and you have adult beverages, do not get behind the wheel. Please do not get behind the wheel. You can call a friend. You can call an Uber. You can call a taxi. You can do whatever you can. Just don't get behind the wheel. We want to see you in 2024. Until then, Raider Nation, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.